Home is your creative canvas, an expression of your unique style. Only Wayfair has everything you need to bring your vision to life. It's the place to shop for everything home, from sofas and beds to dining sets and decor. Wayfair makes it easy with fast and free shipping, even on the big stuff. They'll even help you set it up. Look, I have an eclectic style, but when I go on Wayfair, they've got such a huge selection of items for the home that there are things that fit me and I know others that will fit everybody else. Every style is welcome in the Waberhood. Visit Wayfair.com or get the Wayfair mobile app. That's W-A-Y-F-A-I-R.com. Wayfair. Every style, every home. Food trends come and go, but there's one that never seems to go out of style. The classic chocolate chip cookie. Oh, my favorite. And famous Amos chocolate chip cookies are as classic as it gets, truly. They're made from the original recipe you know and love. I'm talking semi-sweet chocolate chips, a satisfying crunch. All together in a cookie you can't help but eat in one bite. It's everything classic in a cookie. Find famous Amos cookies anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. Hey, it's Andy Cohen here with John Hill. Hey, John. Hey, what's up? Well, there was a lot to discuss this week. We talked about thirst traps. John kept me on my toes. We talked Bravo. (laughs) And this week we are joined by Michael J. Fox, who has an incredibly... um, moving new documentary that's available on Apple TV Plus. And I just find him an inspiration. He is in the throes of Parkinson's. You have to listen closely to this interview, but it's absolutely worth it. This is Andy Cohen's Deep and Shout. Last night was Vanderpump Rules Night. I know you were out and you missed it. You haven't seen it yet, so I'm not going to spoil it for you. I thought it was an excellent finale. I thought Ariana, uh, look, she seems, when I interviewed her at the reunion, she was in the stages of grief. She was in the anger stage. I mean, she was angry. I would say she is, I don't want to say unbothered, but I would say she's living in her moment, living in her peace. And weirdly, and I said to her, this has been, you know, weirdly, life has kind of gotten good for you since this happened. I mean, she's got an endorsement deal. She's on Dancing with the Stars. The way people responded to her last night was so positively we all stayed and kikied and cocktailed after the show because it was our last show and we wanted to celebrate and what's funny is in the book there's a night where we all stay where we all go home after the show and I realized the next morning wow that was our last show until for a week and none of us stayed after drinking and we really were are a staff that does that. But since I've changed my drinking habits since Labor Day of last year, so are the few other people on the staff. We just don't stay anymore. And Deirdre the other day said, if I learned one thing from your book, it's that we need to stay on Wednesday night after the show and <laughs> and 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 have some drinks and celebrate that we're off for two weeks. And so we did. I'm also hearing, now I'm starting to hear from people, and I'm 
waiting to hear from more because I mentioned there are people that I mention in the book that I'm waiting to hear what their reaction is. Like last night, Teresa said, I need to talk to you about some things that are in the book. And I said, okay. And I guess there was a moment at the last Jersey reunion where I have a conversation with Teresa and I don't know exactly what I wrote in there, but it seemed to me that she was done with the show. And I believe that I said that to her and we had a conversation off stage. She's like, you know, I didn't quit the show at the last reunion. I go, that's not what I said. Now, I believe, of course, it's been picked up in the, quote, Mm. press as maybe saying Teresa Judice was going to quit or Andy Cohen thought she quit or something. But I just thought she was done and over it after the last reunion. And I believe I said something to her and I think I maybe even said, I don't know, maybe you should step away. What do you think? And I do remember, and this isn't in the book, a week later I got a long text from her saying, I'm not leaving the show and I never want to leave the show, basically. So she and I hashed that out. And then there's another interaction that we had in the book that I was like, oh, well, do you remember this? And then she was acting like she remembered it, but... I don't know if she got that far in the book. So there was that. (laughs) There's another moment. There was a date that I had with this guy who I think I call like a Jewish Clark Kent in the book. And he was a guy, and I think I talked about this on the radio, that I asked him what kind of music he liked. You did. I remember this. Yeah. And he said in the morning he puts on... he says, Alexa, put on morning music. And in the afternoon, if he's going out, he says, put on upbeat music. And it was all I could do not to really judge him and leave the date based on him requesting music by genre, which I- Or by AI. Or by AI. I just thought that was so lame. So he texted me. He lives in London. And he texted me and he he wrote a review and he put it on Amazon, which I thought was so sweet of him. And and he sent me a screenshot of it. And I said, oh my God, you are so nice. This is amazing. Thank you. And he said, I really mean it. And I think you're an amazing dad. And Ben and Lucy are so lucky to have you. And Ben had me laughing so many times in the book. Um... And he named a few examples. Now, by the way, I just want to point out, this is the same person who on the same date told me that on the airplane to New York, he had listened- He read a book. He read, listened to Superficial in its entirety. And I said, what did you think? And he couldn't Mm -hmm. really think of anything. (laughs) He was like, no, I liked it. And I was like, well- did anything make you laugh? Did anything give you cause for pause? Any red flags? And he was just like, no, I thought it was good. You know, I think you're a good writer. So those were the two red flags. So I was so gratified and surprised to get this feedback on the book. And of course, I was sitting there thinking, Has he? did he not realize it right. was him did he read in that the part? book? Like, and did he really read the book and did he get that far? And knowing that he had a date with me in the fall, wouldn't you have flipped? He skipped to, to the that fall? part. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I just said thanks and thanks for reading it. Thinking when he gets to that yeah. part, I know I will hear from him. By the way, he sounds hot, balanced, normal, 
rational and like a consumer of your book and a supportive, nice person. You sound mean. Well, then he... He read your book. I know. Be, reading a red flag and not saying, oh, I hated this part. I love this part. I underlined well, this part. I is just... not a red flag. He read it. No, I know, but excuse me. I mean, no, I'm not saying it's a red flag. I just you thought... You did it w- say it's a red flag. Oh, I did? You said him... You did. <laughs> I said, what's a red flag? This, you said him, him reading, reading it the book and not, and not commenting... Having co- no, the plane over reading the book and not having. Oh, I did. Well, no, I, excuse me. I thought that was odd. I mean, excuse me. If it's I read, not odd. he read the book and it's even John, nice about if it. I read. Let me let me flip this. If I read a book of yours, uh-huh. yours, you, mm-hmm. and you and I went on a date, and I said it was good. You right. would I just don't think that's possible because it would be hilarious. Well, excuse me, mine was hilarious too. <laughs> there would be one thing. He goes, "Well, I know you love dogs." Like I think that was his feedback well, on may- this maybe book. He's not, but can't you allow for a, par- a potential partner to maybe not be as effusive or in touch with their what, talkativeness yes, as you? What you're missing is I went on several more dates with him. <laughs> I didn't scrub it because of that. We went out again. We went out in Miami for a full date. Like we, you know, yes. Is this the guy that that wanted you to take a picture with him and post it? Or no, that a that's guy? a different, that a different I'm waiting okay. to hear from that one too. Okay. Anyway, right. so, because that's in the book as well. <laughs> so then, he. so I said, thanks for reading it. That's so kind. Three hours later, he DM'd oh, me and no. said, by the way, I was surprised and flattered by the Jewish Superman reference. Um, I'm very glad you pushed past my approach to listening to music with an upside down smiley face, which, by the way, is my favorite emoji. And he said, Oi, we need to FaceTime sometime so I can expand on what I meant by this. And I said, right. Oh my God, I've been waiting for you to respond to this. He said, Yes, let's FaceTime. And then we, like, you know, went back and forth. So, and then you I- sent dick pics. No, no. Been there, done that. Um, so anyway, I just, I had to mention it. I thought it was so funny. Is he Clark Kent from the waist down or Superman from the waist down? He's good. He's good. All right. He's good. He's Lex Luthor? Well, there was something else I was going to say. Oh, yeah. I rode the train with Craig to D.C. I get on the train to D.C. So Who's Craig? much happened. Craig Conover from Southern Charm. Oh, yeah. I get on the train to D.C., and who walks on but Craig? Who I like I like Craig. He's so delightful. And we sat and we really gossiped. We really we talked about Summerhouse. We talked about Southern Charm. We talked about Bravo. We talked about Bravo people. I made him promise me he was saving his money, that he had a 401k. We talked about people who don't save their money. We I mean we you know what's interesting? And I can't believe these this hasn't come up. But, you know, Kim and Croy are in, apparently they haven't been paying their taxes. There are so many clips of me asking Kim, me saying to Kim, I am worried about the way you spend your Mm. money. He is not a football player. You know, he is a retired football player. 
And she's a retired housewife. And you cannot, I, I am worried about the way you spend your money. And then right. incidentally, when I brought the same thing up to Monique Samuels, whose husband was a retired football player, people told me that I was racist for asking oh. Monique Samuels the same question. And had I responded to the people calling me racist for it, I would have said, Please pull the tapes of me for years saying the same things to Kim and same thing to Kim and Croy because Croy was a retired football player. They didn't have the football yeah. player money coming in anymore. Say what you will about Bethany too. She posted that TikTok or whatever. And when I heard that mixed with all the discussion about Kim and Croy, I called my tax guy that day because I had an outstanding tax thing that I've been lazy about. Really? And I Good I had a you. little, I had an extra chunk of money at that day that I was like, you know what? I need an extra pair of hokas. And instead of buying an extra pair of shoes, I called him and I said, listen, I do not want to end up owing anything. I don't want in 10 years for anything right. to come back to me. So thank you good for the for message. You. I heard it loud and wow. clear. I practiced good financial hygiene that day. I called him. His name is Coco. Are and you I said, thanking Coco, take Bethany my money. Franco right now? I'm thanking you and Bethany and everyone who urges all of us to take these mistakes that people are making on TV as lessons we can learn from. Achoo. And I applied yeah. it. Yes. The two these things I These are cautionary I say, tales. Pay your bills. Yes. Save your money. Save yep. your money, everybody. Yeah. The other thing is go to the doctor. Yep. Go to the doctor. Oh my god! I've said to you, I want the for my birthday. I want the scan. I want. I don't. You know. I want a laptop, and I want that rich people scan that they can do on the body yes. that tells me what I have. Right. I right. Want that. Right. Anyway, yes, so I had fun on the train with Craig. That was that was a blast. That was very funny. We announced Roni Legacy, which is I'm so excited about. You know, the women really with there's been so much written about the contract negotiations. The Roni group, as I say in my book. The Daddy Diaries, the year I grew up. I'd say the Roni cast is the leakiest. And we were negotiating with them to shoot Roni Legacy as kind of another version of them in the city. And really what came out was, for better or for worse, I was talking to Luann during negotiations and she was like, can't we go away on a trip together? So it seemed like what the women really wanted was not to do another, and I th I think Dorinda will back me up here. I don't know that I talked to Dorinda about it personally, but I know that when we then said, well, what if we do a, a girl's trip? They all, it was very quick. They all signed on very quickly. So um, this is also partially what they wanted from the legacy experience, which I think is great. And it I'm makes so, a lot of sense. Yeah, I'm so excited. It's going to be so great. They're all, Wait, where are they going? Do you know? We'll talk about it later. They're all lightning in a bottle. <laughs> uh, but I also want to say we Six released flags. the Roni Super Tease for the new Roni yesterday. And now I didn't read any of the comments. And I didn't because I think the comments were probably like, we missed the other, you know, I mean. So what you have to remember about the new Roni is it's not the old Roni. It's, it's a brand new show. And so I agree with you. I love the other Roni. And we are going to not only Kiki with them 
on Roni Legacy, you know, Ultimate Girls Trip Roni Legacy, but also when you see Luann and Sonia at Crappy Lake. Guys, hmm. I, I'm not overselling this show, and I have nothing to do with it. I didn't produce it. It wasn't my idea. I watched it as a fan, just like you. It's 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 so funny. John, you have to watch it. You're gonna I know I'm ready for it. You're gonna I want die. it right now. It's so, another show I'm jealous of. But I'm so excited about the new Rony. I'm nine episodes in or ten episodes in. And again, it's a whole new show. They're new women. Uh but it's a lot of fun. Is there lesbian romance? Well, yeah. And there's that's what I'm signing high up for. fashion. They mm-hmm. are all really established, and it's an interesting group, and it's very aspirational. It's very aspirational, and it's also diverse, and it feels very now. So I'm very excited about it. I'm really excited. Okay, we're going to be right back with Michael J. Fox on Andy Cohen's Deep and Shallow. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. At Best Western, we can't promise you the perfect family beach vacation. We can't promise that it won't rain, or that you won't get a sunburn, or that your family won't endearingly call you Lobster Mom for weeks afterward. What we can promise is a warm welcome and a comfortable room amidst all the joyful chaos. Lobster Mom. Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western with over 4,200 hotels worldwide. Michael J. Fox is logging in. The new documentary is called Still a Michael J. Fox Documentary. It is streaming now on Apple TV+. It is... So incredible. John and I were both very moved by it. Uh, good morning, Michael. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm really good. Um, I want to I wanna jump right in, and we're just going to go all over the place because there's a lot to talk to you about. And I just want to start with your optimism and your attitude, which is, to me, one of the headlines of the documentary. But you, you even describe Parkinson's as the gift that keeps on taking, but it is a gift. How would you say it has been a gift to you? Um, there's a lot of different ways to look at it. I, I think the, 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 I have, I'll just tell you a quick story. When, when, I, when I disclosed in, in 98 that I've been living with it for a while and um and I started to hear from people on the chat lines. And that was just the beginning of chat chat rooms and stuff. And um and all these folks with Parkinson's were saying were saying uh, my eggs are ready. Uh with Parkinson's were saying great, they were happy that I had that I had. And it took me a while to get my head around that. Um that these folks were actually kind of 
grateful for the fact that I had I had Parkinson's, and I realized it was because they had no they had no champion, they had no they had no right. platform, they had no voice, and and I thought, damn, I'd be happy too. I'd, I'd be thrilled if someone right, 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 right. You know, and, 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 and so I I did, did some thinking and and some investigating and some um some uh, uh, just research into it, and so what was possible if, if the money matched the scientific opportunities. And so I threw myself into it. And, and, um, and in that way, and to be able to do that, there's no yeah. way to put it, be, be of service like that in a really real way. I mean, it's, that's, that's a gift. That's, it is a gift. It is a gift. And, you know, people who've reached your level of success in your industry already have given a lot because you know in theory you've brought so many people happiness just through your roles and your career and your acting but the fact that you have been become the face of this and you've raised millions of dollars and you've taught all of us so much that that really is um a gift how have you remained so optimistic and centered through this what has allowed you to do this what is your what is your trick and what can you tell people who are maybe facing a debilitating illness about staying positive and staying in the light well you know, the, 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 the one word answer is tracy okay we'll get there but but um but i think that, that um it, put it, it it's uh it's that every day I wake up and, and, and the same folks are here and, and we're doing the same thing and I really love it. I, yeah. I love my life. I, I love it. And, and there's a thing that I stumbled on when I wrote my, my last book, which is I like to put these little colons and little like thought bubbles and and ideas. And, and one of the things I kind of came across when I was writing the last book was that with gratitude, optimism is sustainable. If you if you can be grateful for something in your life. Anything, um, it, that gratitude will sustain your optimism. Mm. John is vigorously agreeing with you. You feel that too, John? <laughs> You're not getting enough sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Gratitude keeps, it makes everything better. Um, you, I mean, I think that it, you talk about optimism. I love everything that you say about your family, and I love everything that you say uh, about your wife. And I think, you know, it's, it, to me, it, it made me happy that I had sought out having a family because it seems like that's what it all comes down to for you, your family, right? Absolutely. When I saw the film, I was really I, I knew what was in it. I I knew uh, I knew everything that, that we had shot and the materials they used in my books and and, and and he wanted to shoot some stuff. My family and I was really protective of that, and so it was Tracy. You know, we didn't want to. Uh, you know, market the family or do some right. weird thing, and, and 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 my family is very very tight group, and we're and we we love each other a lot, and we laugh a lot. And when I saw the footage uh, of us hanging around the house and doing stuff, uh, I, I I I just got it was, I was gobsmacked by how much love there was, <laughs> and how that love is just is is sustains me, and it just yeah. it just it, it just um. Uh, yeah, Tracy's remarkable. She saved my ass many times. Right, right. And continues on a daily basis. And and my kids are are are, are amazing. My, my my son is um 
smarter, taller, better looking than me, which is all you hope for. <laughs> um, John made an interesting parallel uh, f- between family ties and I don't, did you ever see the comeback, Michael? That that Lisa Kudrow show. I didn't see it. I, I okay. was recommended to the Center. It's it's really it's a it's a great show. But John, talk about that a little bit as it relates to family ties and what you well, the cool and the thing doc. Is you- it's great that you have that footage from Family Ties and, and the audition process, the way you weave it all together. And it seems like everyone was against you uh, and it was your last shot. And at some point you even say you were numb to rejection. You were getting it so much. What uh, what was it like on set? Did you feel like you really had to prove yourself even after the show, even after the pilot was shot? Uh, how long before you felt secure after all those years of rejection? It seemed like everyone was against you, the showrunner, the studio, network. It seemed a bunch of people were not your biggest fan. The famous one is Brandon Tartikoff, who was the, the one who can hand it programming for NBC. Um, uh, he, he, once Gary was going to say I was the right guy, which was n- no small feat. Uh, he, he wanted Matthew Broderick, and who wouldn't? And, and, <laughs> and, and, and so, and so uh, it was... Um, it was tough sledding. It was tough to get them to 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 to, to take me seriously. And, and, and Brandon had this great line where I didn't hear about it until much later. To his credit, he shared it with me that he that he was out there with this this uh, this notion that that I was I could do the comedy. I was okay, but 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 you'd never see me in a lunchbox. <laughs> wow. What do you do with that? So yeah, right, right, right. On a lunchbox. Right. And when, and when I show, when I, when I did, there's some footage in the in the movie of of the first uh, rehearsal pro- pro- process, and and um, I was uh, I you can hear me in the background shuffling over my script pages. They've blown up. Yeah. My script's blown up, and I, and like I was aching for me. Wow! <laughs> right, yeah. right. But they were yeah, laughing. They, they, they immediately started laughing, even during that flub. Yeah, it was really, it was really cool, and and, and, and then um, uh, 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 we did the we did the show, and I hadn't done a lot of comedy, I'd done some comedy, but but um, but that whole notion of, of I break things down into kind of quasi scientific chunks, and and I, I realized that comedy is what laughter is. I, I can make you make a noise that you don't even know you you're making. You know, mm-hmm. like, like I've somehow I discovered that I can do this thing. Whether it was timing or whether it was whatever it was, desperation, mm-hmm. where I could make people laugh, and and um, and then once I once I had that down, yeah, then then, then it was off, off the races, and then Brandon eventually um, uh, I, I sent him a lunchbox with my picture. <laughs> yeah, and you say that the P in Alex P Keaton was an imp- uh, an ad lib. Your first, how did you have the confidence to do that if you were a little bit scared? I was just insane. I was just. <laughs> Well, adrenaline. I mean, I needed. I just seen the movie. I needed this job, right? Yeah. Oh, bad. And you were coming off a run of of of. You know, you say it was it was not a great time for you. You needed it, and the story about auditioning for ordinary people for Redford uh, really struck me. He flossed his teeth during the audition. Did you ever meet him later? Did you were you ever able to kind of? confront him about that or to, or or say hey it's me remember me <laughs> <laughs> I, I know i know he desired to confront him or i mean I, i'm a big fan of his and then i was he eventually produced um uh, american president but but i didn't okay, i didn't yeah. 
anything to do with them. But, but and sometimes um, you got to floss your teeth. Sometimes you just need to. Chucking in the waste for no act. <laughs> <laughs> and um, okay. there was another actor. There was an actor who said I was working with. I, I immediately sensed he had much more interest in than, than me. And like they, they paired us up. And I, I was shocked. I got so far along in the that I saw Robert Redford so far along in the process that right. I, I, I was going to. So that was pretty cool. But the cool story that I rarely tell is that. But three weeks later, I was I was doing a um, a, a pilot for uh, CBS with Norman Lear and Alex Haley, and um and and it was the same kind of thing. I went to audition for a, a play called Shadowbox that that, that Paul Newman was directing. And I read for Paul Newman. Couldn't have been diff- more different. He, he he offered me a beer. I was like, I'm, I'm 17 and I have a beer. Right, right. <laughs> and he did popcorn out and we read it. And and he, he had me up. I had to sing and play guitar. Um, sing very well, play guitar a little bit. So I, I, I did that and he was, he was just so great. Wow. And I thought, what, a, what, a, what an interesting concept. Yeah, what a juxtaposition. Redford flossing his teeth in your face and yeah. Paul Newman with the popcorn and strumming the and guitar. Strumming popcorn at me as I read. He was like, yeah. Flossing popcorn at me. And I, I couldn't do it because I was doing this at the show, but, <laughs> but he, he was a cool guy. What was that for? Do you remember what that audition was for, by the way? A play called Shadowbox. Oh, okay, right. A play. Um, you know, you it's interesting in the documentary, you show moments from Spin City where your your hand is tremoring and you're you're sometimes working it into your character's movements. Um d- did no one there notice for seven years what was happening to your physicality? Did anyone no. say anything to you? I always want to throw something out like like a like I bang my own around a thoracic outlet, you know, up strain or something. I, I didn't invent stuff. You didn't invent um, stuff. It, 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 it was much less serious. It was just like kind of little injuries. Yeah. And, 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 and you know, everybody's in their own thing. Everybody's, you know, it's a, I think as long as you don't interfere with some other actor's process, I mean, you find a way to deal with it. Right. And then yeah. But did great. but did but did any of your directors or producers or the network did anyone fl- did anyone say hey is anything going on? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, a little bit, but I didn't pursue it, and then, and, then, and then I had to let more people in uh, towards uh, ninety seven or ninety eight, beginning of ninety eight. I had a, I had a, a thing called lobotomy where they drew, drew a hole in the center of my skull, wow. and I'm in. In, in impair that part of my motor system that was so dramatic on my left side. Yeah. So, so it kind of like basically cut a chunk out of it. So pretty dramatic. It, it was like um like in World War World War uh, Civil War when they had this right and they right them yeah them. right they did muscle ball out of their heads. Yeah. I remember those state of the art muscle ball removals. Right. Right. And. Uh, <laughs> And so, and, and, and shortly thereafter, I, I it was just a series of things like that that were piling up, and I, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't. It, it just became impossible to, yeah, to, to hide. Um, before I let you go, just tell me the documentary is called "Still a Michael J. Fox Documentary." What is? What do you hope people will take from this? 
I don't know. I have no idea why I did it. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone's very moved by it, and 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 it's very touching. And I think you know, I think we all learned a lot about Parkinson's. So if you know, it it filled me with hope yeah. and emotion and love. So if that was your goal, you did it, dude. Good answer. Good answer. I'm gonna give that answer. Okay, there you go. David David's a terrific filmmaker and a really good guy. And and he um he he, he read my book and he said the strangest thing. He said, "I want what you have." Right. And wow. I said, "David, you don't want what I have." You, you, right. Turn this one down. Get get the next bag. I'm right. 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 So, but but he um he talked to me about it about about this notion of of uh. uh like, because I don't know why I do. I don't know why I'm so positive. I, I just I, I I have examined life and I examined the alternative, and I, I'll take life. And, right. and, and, and it's um, I, I love my family. I love I love I love the people who are so touched by my work. I love the people who are are uh, are enthused about about possibilities of research. We we just had a big breakthrough with a biomarker that's going to quickly accelerate the 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 the. the, the Movement toward it, toward it. If not a cure, it was pretty solid. Oh, your eggs are up. Wow. Um, that pretty pretty quickly towards a, a, a cure or or at least a treatment that, that that is far more uh, advanced than what we have now. So, I mean, this is all good stuff. And yeah. and um, yes. Fun. You're well. You are incredible, and we love you so much. And I love the documentary. Still a Michael J. Fox documentary. Thank you for hanging out with us this morning. It's great to see you. Keep doing what you're doing, and you're an inspiration for all of us. Thanks, Michael. Keep those babies coming in. You bet. You bet. I think I'm done. I think I'm done. <laughs> but you made me. You made me happy about my life choices. I'll tell you that much. So, thank you. Bye, Michael. Appreciate it so much we'll be right back at best western we can't promise you the perfect family beach vacation we can't promise that it won't rain or that you won't get a sunburn or that your family won't endearingly call you lobster mom for weeks afterward what we can promise is a warm welcome and a comfortable room amidst all the joyful chaos lobster mom Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western with over 4,200 hotels worldwide. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one Crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Darling John, how are you? I'm doing all right. <clears throat> you okay, babe? I'm looking at your naked photo. Oh, you are? Yeah, because I didn't yeah. hear from you yesterday about it. <laughs> um, yeah, I posted, I did a partnership on, um, and I posted, uh-huh. a, a. I recreated a shot I took 30 years ago with this photographer, Spencer Tunick, who takes public nudes. And uh, <laughs> and we did it again uh, as a partnership for Elta MD to promote God. Skin Cancer Awareness Month, and they are the number one dermatologist recommended sunscreen. And so I lathered myself with that sunscreen, and I uh, got John. We took that picture last week. 
Uh, I think it was I remember before, this was like five in the morning or something, I was right? up. I had a 4.30 a.m. wake up. Did I, was I on that morning too? Yeah. Yes, you yeah. were. And, and I did said, you have a safety net or did you have, what was your safety protocol? That was on the top this of this building. I had to it climb a ladder to get on that pedestal. I was naked in front of the photographer, his assistant, who was a man, <clears throat> and another assistant who was a woman. I was fully naked in front of both of them. Um, and Fully naked meaning... Dick out, dick and out, hole. John. Was your hole on the cement, or were yes? You, have, did you have a panty? No, liner? no, no. I had no panty liner. I was fully naked. No cock sock. And it was cold. It was cold. And at first, when I got naked, I, I was, I was kind of looking around, like, okay, well, there's a girl up here, and I'm naked. But you know what? I mean, the longer and the and Spencer had me pose several different ways, and I kept saying, "I don't like this angle, dude. I'm not going <laughs> to like this angle." He does all natural light. I mean, you can see it's not an exploitational picture, um, but no, it's very classy. It's it looks very like something classy. from the opening of Damages, black and white. And if you if you if you swipe on my Instagram you can see the one that I took in 1994 on the on 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 the sculpture on the statue of the lion in front of the New York Public Library. You know what? I mean, it's an interesting portrait in aging. Uh sure. yes. You know, the body changes, but I frankly I feel okay about it. I mean, it looks no, like you nice. have full it's... abs in this photo. I looks do. Good. I've been working on my yeah. abs. I mean, you can tell. I, I really have been. John, do you approve of it in terms of, I, I just, I kind of am looking for your approval a little bit in yeah, terms of, no, I think it's do beautiful. you think it's too exploitational? Yeah. Do you think it's no. exploitational? Exploitation. You, your life is exploitational. That's not okay. a question. That, you, right. you're, I think it's beautiful. Thank it's you. like you look handsome, and you look like you are living in the skin you're living in. Okay. All right. Well, then that's all you can ask. Okay. <laughs> I My do life think it's is great. Exploitational. You well, I mean, you can't say like. Pull it. Is out. it? Well. I mean, it is exploitation. Excuse me. A, okay, well, this is what I'm trying problem. to say. I think it's You know fine. how every so often I'll send you a picture or <laughs> thank you, you'll send me a picture and say, is this too thirst trappy to post? Is right. this That's a too different much? question. Okay, well, that's that the question I meant to ask. Okay. Right. Okay, is, well, can we this, Here's the question you're asking. Is this desperate? Yes, is thank you. Is this tragic? Yes, okay, that's what I wanted. And my answer for those questions is no. It's okay. beautiful. I think when you okay. are in front of a mirror at an airport or something trying to find a sea gutter, I don't know. I just think this is a classy photo. When I don't one think is, not me. No, not you. I just okay, think thank this you. is a classy version okay. of that. This is... This is, you obviously had people on set. Uh, yes. It was a, a photographer who you had worked with in the past. It was to yes. bring awareness yes. to the skin health. Okay. And it's nice. Okay, good. Okay, very good. Um, I just needed Not your approval, babe. No, 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 no. The approval. question you, you want to ask is it, ask yourself three questions. Is it desperate? Is it cringy? Is it tragic? And if two of those are yes, then don't do it. Okay. And That's all three of them are no, is what you're saying. Exactly. Okay, yeah. very good. Bruce and I went to Via Carota the other night, 
And uh, there was the hottest guy at the bar. And he went to the bathroom. He was tall. He was blonde. He had super blonde eyebrows, which you know I love. And he looked like a surfer. He was lean. I I was like, Bruce, this is my guy. And we were talking about him so much. And we kept, and then I went to the bathroom, and then Bruce was looking at him. Bruce was like, I'm having other thoughts about this guy, whatever. All of a sudden, Bruce says, Don't look now. Here he comes. He came up to the table. We manifested it. And he said, I just, my name is, and I so want to say his name because it is the weirdest name. First, he said his first name. He goes, oh, I'm so-and-so. I live, he lives in another city, but he said, you know someone and you've had them as a bartender on your show, and I just love you for your support of him, and he's such a cool guy, and I was, Bruce and I sat up at attention. We both were like, what's your name? What's your last name? Where are you from? I mean, we did everything we could to get this. Anyway, he's straight. He has a girlfriend. We almost asked him for the spelling of his name, which was terrible because it was a little tricky of the name. And then he he left and, you know, he's straight. It was very titillating. But I said to Bruce, I go, you know, maybe this is going to home going to be home going to fall in love like it's going to be some random little moment and I said you know don't I deserve one more shot at love and then I said I want to do should I do a dating show called one more shot at love um one more shot at love with Andy Cohen And I said, and I wrote it down, and I said, John Hill is going to know what the format of that show would be. What would the format be for One More Shot at Love with Andy Cohen? Well, in a way, what my first gut is hitting me a little bit like a reboot of Flavor Flav, you know? Okay. It could be you keep the clocks you wear clocks by the way there uh, was a show and, called a shot at love with tila Ke- yeah tila tequila I that's what it that. is okay it is right, giving the mtv right. vibe but i'm so one maybe, more shot like last stop on the highway andy well, cohen has one more shot at love maybe let's flip it so it's like they are doing this uh uh, Golden Bachelor, which, which is also in the news today. So that's you're kind of on brand with the trends. Hold on a minute. Br- They're doing like a senior citizen bachelor. Yes. How that's old is in the, the news? Bachelor? Is he mm. is he younger than me? They haven't announced yet. Oh, but I no. would assume probably about your age. You know, like Golden Girls on TV were about like mid fifties, and they all, right. oh, you know, I would gosh. say like probably mid fifties. But I think you should, for you personally, you should be weeding people out by what you could stand instead of the fantasy i think you should be you see what i'm saying like i do but in i normal feel like shows, i would i feel like i would go what, on what can you live what could you live with well i feel like the first episode would be me just bad habits first sleeping with all the people that i have no interest in and yes, then there would be like one way. left and then i would turn oh, on him what? in episode two <laughs> i mean that's you could, basically what it would be i mean like i want to make out with you 15 and then you two, let's have a fantasy date. And then by well, you midway know that the, through, I'd be like, yeah, no, I'm not. There's a new BBC show. It's the first gay dating show on the BBC. 
and they the guys meet all the bachelors meet and the first thing they do is kiss and they say i felt an immediate connection with this person based on their first kiss that could be kind of on brand for you also you could since you do love a reveal you could do that thing where it's just you don't see their faces or personalities or names it's just dick pics first ooh yeah dick pics First, and then you say these people immediately can leave based right, on right <laughs> oh my god that would be you know what Type excuse them out. me john yeah. not for me but that would be i'm trying to remember who there was i feel like there was a bravo liberty on recently who was like no i love a dick pic and i love a dick pic i love a it maybe even was like um, Phoebe Robinson or something who was like, no, I love a dick pic. She's not a Bravo celebrity. Love a dick pic and the bigger the better. Like, wouldn't it be great if we were like, here's everyone's dick pic. That is so funny, yeah. John. And then you, you don't know who's stay. belonged to who. And then you say, these people, I'm sorry, it's time for you to leave. Right. And they have to they have to come get their dick pic like Tyra Banks. Oh my 8 God, by 10 is... of their dick. John, And they have to leave. And they could say, you know what? I really thought we had something. I really thought, you know, you right. snooze, you lose. And then halfway through the season, those I dicks have a chance to turn. Small dicks again. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Or just whatever. You know, sometimes it doesn't necessarily mean small. Whatever. Right. 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 Oh my God, that's a great idea, John. You are firing on all cylinders today. <laughs> wow. That's dicks first. Dicks first, and it's a pun because it's like last shot at love. It's a shot. It's a dick. It's a. It's a. It's a shot. Well, that's it for the podcast for today. Remember, you can always listen to us on Radio Andy on Sirius XM. We will talk to you here next week. Best Western, we can't promise you the perfect family beach vacation. We can't promise that it won't rain, or that you won't get a sunburn, or that your family won't endearingly call you Lobster Mom for weeks afterward. What we can promise is a warm welcome and a comfortable room amidst all the joyful chaos. Lobster Mom. Life's a trip. Make the most of it at Best Western, with over 4,200 hotels worldwide. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.